coming in. Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports. Hey guys, welcome back to Sports Talk with C. Your girl is back with another episode. But this isn't just any episode, guys. This is episode 100. I am so proud of myself. I am so grateful. I am so thankful for my supporters, my doubters, the people who text me and give me encouraging words, the people who watch, the people who tune in. Everybody, thank you. I cannot wait to see what is in store for the next 100 episodes. But before we begin this interview with sophomore from Yale University, you heard that, let's take a short break. Out of adversity and trauma, challenges and hardship, from the streets of Kansas City, a shoe company was born. Birth from the desire to serve others and provide high quality cleats and sneakers at an affordable price, we present to you, Ozell Brand. It's not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. Order now at ozellbrand.com. interview sophomore from Yale University women's basketball Miss Mackenzie Eager. I asked her to describe her game in one word and she said everywhere. That's an interesting. Never had that. Not only does she play ball but she also played volleyball and ran track. So enough about me and hearing me talk let's get right into the interview Introducing Miss Mackenzie Eager. Good morning, Mackenzie. Thank you for coming on Sports Talk with C. Oh, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No problem. You know, it's still morning. We're all still trying to wake up. I got my coffee here. So tell us who you are and where you're from. Hi, um, I'm Mackenzie. Um, I'm a sophomore for Yale Women's Basketball. Um, I'm from Mount Pleasant, Michigan, and um, I'm studying economics at Yale. Ooh, okay. So tell me what it was like growing up in Michigan and the basketball culture there. Um, I mean, I'm from a small town, so I grew up going to a little like AAU program and like making so many great friends there. Um, but eventually when it came time to like start getting recruited, my small little AAU team was going to cut it to get the looks that I wanted at like different tournaments. We were going to big tournaments. So I ended up moving to, um, Michigan Mystics, which is a larger AAU team and traveled with them my first year starting recruited and yeah, and I loved growing up in Michigan and lots of basketball players around and like it's a little different vibe because I'm more northern Michigan than like okay. 
not like Flint or Detroit area. So I didn't grow up with like that so much. It was more, it's like a little, like the girls were smaller, I would say. I mean, okay. not, yeah. And what was the reason you started playing basketball? Um, I think I was always very competitive growing up, like little, <laughs> like I could not lose. Like I remember like kindergarten, I would like cry if we lost like a board game. Like I was so competitive bad loser um <laughs> and then also my mom was a high school coach basketball oh, coach nice. as well yep she stopped coaching when I was born and so I guess that you was her gene yeah and she's <laughs> tall and then my dad's also he didn't play college basketball but his claim to fame is intramurals at, in college so okay yep a lot of basketball after that and then my sister also plays basketball now in high school yep oh go ahead sis so I read that you were um in your senior year you averaged 19.5 points and 12.5 rebounds so were you like the go-to on the basketball team in high school yes I was the point guard (laughs) I was the scoring point guard (laughs) I was pretty much it all for my high school team we weren't a super successful high school team but I mean, I think we were in a good conference. Like a lot of people at our conference were ones that would go win states. So we struggled a little bit. We were smaller, but yeah, I was, I was pretty much it. It wasn't much. <laughs> I read that you also was female student um, athlete of the year. Can you just speak to what it, the work that it took to get that award or even how you felt when you received their award? Yeah. So I was actually a three sport athlete all throughout high school. So I did volleyball and track. And um, I mean, I spent a lot of time, a lot of hours in that gym. And, um, and I think also, I mean, I put a lot of hours academically and that was a big factor in that award. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's funny looking back because I, I loved all the sports. Like, I think I, I'm so glad I did all three sports and they all kind of like fact, like they all kind of helped one another, like volleyball. Like I was jumping everywhere in that on the court. And then I think that translated well to basketball and then during track season that overlapped with travel basketball season. And so that really kept me in shape. Like I was, I mean, besides now, like I was in such great shape at that point, like I could run for ever, you know, a little bot. And it was nice. But yeah, and I think I was also very like on the volleyball team. We were my high school volleyball team was actually better than my high school basketball team. Oh. So (laughs) my volleyball team was the one that like would won all the districts, all the regionals and like made Mm -hmm. state differences. And I mean and I think that was just also the culture in my town was more volleyball oriented. Like people actually travel volleyball over travel basketball like I was the only person that did travel basketball for my town and I think that really shows (laughs) that's why you were the it girl in high school Um, but how how did you manage to be able to do three sports and and I'm not saying you didn't get tired but that is a lot of work so what are some tips or ways that you got to deal with all three sports and got through it um I think I honestly think it was just like I was so like I was so positive about the whole situation like I just think I 
like I really embraced like every, all three sports. Like I loved all three sports. And I think I also really, and like academically, like I like expect myself to get like good grades. And I think mm-hmm. that like that mentality of like, well, there wasn't really any other option, I think. Okay. And I think that's really what just like pushed me, kept going. And I mean, my parents also were huge like supporters through that like driving like my parents would drive me to basketball practice like after another like school practice and I would be doing my homework on the in the car and like like staying up late like and like I wouldn't I mean I'm I was a big sleeper and I still am a big sleeper I mean staying (laughs) up like finishing the work and getting it done and then like I also like my high school like the I don't know the way that like the classes were set up. There was so much mm-hmm. time. Like I was able to do a lot of the homework also in class, like finish it. Oh, that's good. So that was always helpful as well. Mm, that's good. So you were the it girl in school. You know, you were the point guard, the one that everyone would look to. So I could ask you, how would you describe your game in one word in high school? Um, in high school, um, I was everywhere. Like I guess rebound Ooh, everywhere. I like that. Mm-hmm. I guess. rebounds scoring dribbling up the ball and like defending like all the the other best players so yeah I would say everywhere well I like the fact that you're doing a little bit of everything because you know sometimes in a basketball game your shot might not be falling you need to rebound and play defense you know just so you can pick up on the offensive end um in that time was there anybody that you looked up to, um, compared your game to, or anything like that? Um, I like to, well, I'm, so I live, like, right by Central Michigan University. Mm-hmm. They're, at the time growing up, they were huge. Like, they won a lot, made, like, Sweet 16 appearances. Um, but there was a girl named, um, Raina Frost and she was just like a rebounding machine. Like I just, at that <laughs> point, like I, and the, like, I just loved to rebound and I just like, I really admired how she just like, she would get double doubles just off rebounding. And I think, and also I think rebounding in high school, rebounding was a bigger part of my game. It just, it's different now with college and the size of girls, I think, but yeah. And after putbacks like double doubles can come pretty easy if I have to read offensive boards and I mm-hmm. think really admired how much she worked to get those rebounds and yeah mm, well shout out to her for you know being an inspiration to you and you spoke about you know you have a different role in college now what mm-hmm. was the journey like getting to Yale was that your first option um was it you know like, you know, a lot of people dealt with things in their COVID year. So mm-hmm. was it something that you really Yale wanted to go to? Or was this something that just happened to fall into place? Um, actually, it was my first offer. And I committed about like three days after I got the first off this offer. Oh, wow. So I was talking to Yale a lot. Like, well, I transitioned to Michigan Mystics. Like, that's my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And, I was, I mean, I was playing super well and travel and like, um, luckily Yale came to one of Samia tournament and they started talking to me. I was talking to other like schools as well. Mm-hmm. 
And then I went to Yale's elite camp that summer and I loved the campus, like walked around the campus, loved the coaches. Um, it was, we were fortunate enough, like the next day we had a little bit more time and um, coach Guth, who was the coach at the time, like took me into a one-on-one meeting and we literally talked for two hours during oh, wow. that. And I really fell in love with like the coaches. I didn't get to meet the players at that time, but I mean, Coach Guth really said like they're family oriented and like the players love each other. And I mean, I really trusted her. And um, once they offered me right out, it was like right after like AAU finished mm-hmm. and like they were my favorite team I was talking to and I committed then. So it was the summer between my sophomore and junior year. And but I'm actually really thankful that, I mean, there were some people who criticized me for like committing like that fast and that early, but, um, honestly, I think it was like, I mean, I'm pretty lucky because a lot of people in my class got affected by COVID and I was already locked at, like locked in. Um, but I would also say like, once you're committed to Yale, like that's a big, like you're committed to the academic process at Yale. And so you have this like so like I had so much time before like I actually had to start going through the application process and then once that came around it was like starting to get nerve-wracking because <laughs> I was like like I mean like I was gonna get in but you know there's always like the down in your head like what if I don't get in right right and I'm like what if I and like I don't have that many other options because I didn't really do that much other recruiting <laughs> but I mean, once I got in it was that was a huge relief and I'm very happy. Oh, that's good. Can you speak to, cause you mentioned coach, um, twice already, but can yeah. you just speak to how important it is to have a coach that is not only with you, you know, in the locker on the court, but outside of those areas as well? Yeah. Um, well, it's also coach Goose left right after my first year. So now we have coach, uh, Eshe, coach D, but I'm coach Goose was just such like, she was very positive and she really worked for us. And like, like one thing I remember is right after her wife had a kid the next day, she was on her bus to Cornell. Like she was like, wow. I was dedication, <laughs> huh? Dedicated to us. And she just loved coaching and she loved the game. And, um, and I think it was a big shock because like she was like the person like I recruited and the, like recruited me and like how you build like that connection with somebody. And right after we left, it's like now I have to build that whole connection up with a new person. But I'm really thankful for Coach D and the way she handled her first year here. And I really appreciate their, her coaching. And I think that, I mean, if we try not to have a rebuilding year so much this mm-hmm. year. I think it was because also we lost um, our 6'5", Camilla Emsbo due to an ACL injury. Mm. Last, like, And she was our star. And I think it's been a, I mean, I'm so excited for next year because I think we're not really losing. It's the same team essentially. And we have right. so much potential. And and also last year we lost a whole postseason because Coach Goop left like the first week in postseason. So we were just, it was just our team playing a lot of pickup. We didn't have a coach. So, so I'm excited to actually have a postseason, like see how our skills can build there. Well, that's what's up. And you've got that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's Ivy league. How do you manage basketball and academics? I know you said, you know, you hold yourself to a higher standard, which is very Mm -hmm. dope, Mm -hmm. but 
you know, Ivy League is different. When you, you know, some people hear those names. I know when I hear those names, you know, great opportunity, but nah, that's just a lot for me. So how did you, how do you handle the tough times? Um, I say I really rely on my teammates for like when I get doubt, like get so frustrated with academics. Um, Cause I mean, they are hard and like, I mean, coming to Yale is just like, it was a really humbling experience to me. Nice. I think I'm going, like I'm from a small town and like, like the level of academics does not even compare to what Yale's is like. And <laughs> I mean, it was a real like eye opener. And I think now going into my sophomore year, like I'm really getting the hang of it. And okay. I think it's just like, you have to put in the time to like study like you have to, like even after like long practices you have to go to the library or just or I can't go to my room or I'll just fall asleep like <laughs> so you don't do homework in the bed no that's I what can't I do. do homework in the bed you don't fall asleep well mm -hmm. that's good um yeah. would you say that it takes a lot of time management and organization to you know handle both of them yes a lot of time management um a lot of organization I think I think it's also like every, I think it's great because everybody kind of prioritizes their academics still. Mm. And I think you can just like, if you're not feeling like you want to do it, you can just feed off other people's energy and how they want it. Like they, everybody holds themselves to such like high standards here at Yale and their academics. And I think it um, is contagious. And I think that's really beneficial to a lot of people. No, that is what's up. I like that. How do you get ready for a game? Like, it's a big game. Do you meditate? Do you listen to music? Some people have told me that they did yoga. I don't, I never got that. But, you know, what are some ways you get ready for a game to calm your nerves? Um, so usually we'll have shoot around and then we have like an, like two hours before like we have to leave for the game. And depend. I really just do it off how I'm feeling. Um, if I'm tired... I will go take a nap. Like I can, I need There's a nap. that sleeper going. <laughs> right. I'll go take a nap. Um, but if I already have like a lot of energy, like I won't need it. And um, one thing we started doing towards the end of the season is my team started doing like, we call it like a hair salon. And so everybody would get their hair done. And it was like fun. <laughs> <to be bonding. laughs> but yeah, I would just chill. And then I would like right before a game, we would listen to music. And yeah. That, that type of music cool. um all sorts of music okay all right a variety huh mm -hmm. See, what gets me going I gotta listen to some rap I gotta get in the mood I gotta get right you know I slow music just doesn't do it for me mellow music I gotta get me in the mood that why well, I never play sports but before <laughs> I do my my yeah. shows or live I gotta get me some hardcore music so I can be like yeah and feel it and then that energy just translate into everything yeah I also like to listen to a lot of music I can dance to like a Ooh. dance take out a little stress <laughs> get some tiktoks going oh yeah <laughs> so if you had um you know for you and your team if you were given the opportunity to invite someone to come train you guys for 24 hours either in the NBA back home WNBA another mm -hmm. college school college coach whomever who would you pick? Hmm. Um, hmm. Question. 
um right uh I think my team, a lot of my team, we like to watch Stanford play. We were big Stanford and we were pretty upset with their loss. I can't my believe bracket that. was so messed up over yeah. that. I was so, oh, mm -hmm. I love Haley. So, um, and Tara Vandeveer is, is my favorite coach. So I was so heartbroken. Yeah. So I think we would have, we would love to collab with like all of Stanford women's okay. basketball. I think we're big Haley Jones, Cameron Brink, and Tyra Vandeveer fans. So I think we would have them. Have come. Stanford come? Oh, I see. I like you even more, Mackenzie, because, mm -hmm. you know, that's my team. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And if someone came to you about the process of, you know, recruitment, you know, and going to an Ivy League school, what would it be? Um, I would say like recruitment, I would say like trust your gut and like if it feels right, like don't. I would don't hesitate. Like if it feels right, you can go for it. And then for Ivy League, I think it's um I think you have to be you have to be like a little kind to yourself because it's such a humbling process going through academics and like and like reach out to help, I think is a big one. Reach out to your counselors and reach out to people to like read your essays and because it's tricky and it's nerve wracking. And I think getting help is just really will help you and like calm your nerves and send, build your confidence going through that process. Well, I like that being humble and reaching out, you know, that's the biggest thing a lot of people are do are always afraid to ask for help. Yeah. So great advice, kiddos, make sure you're listening. Um, what are some things that you want to work on in the off season? You know, you spoke about why you can't wait for your postseason to come. So what are some things you're going to work on to make your game better or end off as a team to get better together? Yeah. Um, personally, I'm really going to keep building my three point shot. I think I'm very, I could be very streaky. I can get, I'm not con a consistent three point okay. shot. And I think really, getting that up will be really beneficial to my game. Um, and I think for my team, I think we just need to, I mean, we still need to work. I think we need to work on our flow and like playing to each other's strengths better. I think that's what we really could do a better job at and work on just getting to know each other, where our strengths are, where our weaknesses are. Cause I think sometimes we put each other like on the court, put each other's in like tough positions where it's not our strengths and we're doing stuff that are, is outside of us on the court. Mm. I think if we can play play more to our strengths, it would be beneficial heading into next year. Oh, you've got it. I did, you know, seeing the squad play at Brown when I was there. So yeah. I'm excited definitely to continue to see you guys grow as a team. And mm -hmm. what are some of the goals that you have um, for the next year and what, do you look to do when you're done with school yeah um well we were really um disappointed in how our season ended how we did make the ivy tournament so for like first make the ivy tournament and make a postseason tournament okay i i mean obviously i we want to win the ivy league next year i think we have a i think next year with the way like how we're gonna we'll be like more like will be the experienced team compared to some of these other Ivy League teams that are losing so many seniors. Mm -hmm. I think we have a really great chance of making that happen and going to the NCAA tournament next year.
I'm excited for next year. That's what I like to hear. Mm -hmm. I, I like to hear that you're, you know, have big energy and, you know, great vibes going into the next season. And that's going to translate on the basketball court. So it's always great to have that type of energy just built in you and so much excitement for the next season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then especially, I mean, our coach, our new coach, Coach D has really put that energy into us as well. Like she, she's like, I mean, the Yale has never won like an Ivy, like Ivy championship. And she's like, why not us? Like, right. And, and she really, she has a like a very contagious, like competitive energy and like, like working hard. And I think I'm like, we, I mean, we finally get to, like, we've gotten to know coach D and coach D has finally gotten to know us. And I think it's an exciting combination to go into as well for next year. So, yeah. Maybe dangerous too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we just spoke about our team being out of the mm -hmm. NCAA tournament. So mm -hmm. before we go, who do you think is going to win? You know, the, the way these upsets are working, you never know. But who you yeah, got? Um, I think the... <laughs> I think the obvious winner is going to be South Carolina. Yeah, I'm going with the defending yeah. champs. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Mackenzie, for coming on Sports Talk with C. Good luck next year to you and your team. And I definitely hope you guys make the Ivy tournament and come out with the W as you would like. Well, the champion, I should say. And um, like I said, thank you for coming on Sports Talk with C and sharing your journey thus far. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It was great. Of course. Thank you. Have a good one. Hey guys, we are here. I have reached a huge milestone, a hundred episodes. Do you guys know how proud I am of myself? Like through all the ups and downs, the disappointments, appointments, the amount of times I felt like I wanted to just give up and quit, but I never did. I'm still standing, 10 toes, and here we are, episode 100. This journey has been absolutely amazing. I have met some great people that has entered my life. They're still in my life. They're going to stay in my life. Um, I never knew how hard I can work for something. Um, and I just keep growing, I keep getting better. And honestly, the people who listen, thank you because I do this not only to make me happy, but to all give you guys great content, you know, give you guys other journeys. And sometimes you get occasionally just get to hear me talk for a few, but um, I'm very excited for what is next, what's coming up, what's in store. Um, again, thank you. I don't know where I would be without the continuous support of um, people I don't know. Um, my team, my bros, um, my mom. And I just thank you guys because you guys push me all the time. You know, even when I'm in my Pisces mood and I'm like, nope, not doing it. You guys are here to lift me up when I can't even lift up myself. You know, past few weeks have been uh, real life-changing and struggle for me something i'm not used to but the people that's in my corner have helped me continue on with getting to episode 100 and honestly kept me see 
and that's all I can ask for. And I can't wait to give you a hundred more. Um, we are going to take maybe a month or two month break, but your girl will be back with, you know, maybe a new look, some new things, and of course, some dope interviews. But until then, C is out. Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports.